PUBG tech. That's alright. Let's get rid of it. Logitech, enter the data. Time to get serious, bro. Mm. Tom, I've checked the cargo hold. The angry pirate is on board. The angry pirate on board. Have we got the bucking bronco? Too late, Tom. We're out of here. Remember when you were a kid, did you ever used to do this? Uh, and just see, and because you can just do that for so long. You can. Yeah. So I used to do that. I used to lie in my bed and do that. And then I used to lie in my bed with a, uh, a basketball and just shoot it up to the roof and just try and just, just skim just, just the lightest touch. touch, touch it, and yeah. then I could just do it for hours. Yeah. Obviously, when I should have been uh, doing schoolwork. School work. Schoolwork, homework. How ridiculous was schoolwork? I mean, how ridiculous is school when you think about it? Like you, you're just in there and you think, well, yeah. what, what, who is this person yeah. trying to teach me these things? Yeah. And it's just everything's so irrelevant. Yeah. A bit of German, Schuswi, <laughs> Schuss. I think that's German. Is that, is that German? That might be French, mate. French. Notre Dame. Ice. R.I.P. Yes. Yes. The old hunchback was uh, stuck in there, <laughs> I think, somewhere. Uh, he's, he's, out, he's out back having a uh, having a durry. He, he just flicked, <laughs> he flicked it. it. He flicked it like that, <laughs> that girl this morning walking in. See, yeah. he just flicked it on the ground. That's what, what a, he did. The hunchback. He said over his shoulder. Yeah. And next yeah. thing he knew. <laughs> next thing he knew. It was like Ash Wednesday all over again. Uh, anyway, welcome to another episode of Under the Bar podcast. This should be a good one. Mm. We've got Luke Lehman. From Muscle Nerds. Minus the gorilla suit. Although, relatively... Yeah. Staunch. Staunchish. Yeah, it's alright yeah. right to say, oh, I get rid of my gorilla suit, I'm, mm. but I'm still pretty big anyway. It's funny, I was talking to one I'm of my long-term clients, Lenny Chad, who's mm. uh, just rebranded and reopened his gym in Bondi, Signature Fitness. With uh, Paulie out there. It's Paulie Stevenson Simpson out Paulie. there, right-hand man, running mm. all the education. Yep. But he was saying, we're talking about Luke Lehman, and back in the day, he had, I think Lenny might have had a Biosig bio or a PICP or something at his yep. gym. And he said, I, remember, I took Lehman out for, uh, out for dinner one night, and he said <laughs> it was just, it was just uncontrollable, like uh. alpha of all alphas, and just, yeah. he was big and, and yeah. you know, surly. Back in the day. Yeah, just, just He's turned a new chapter. He's loose, a muscle nerd now. Loose cannon. But, uh, yeah, he was delightful in, in studio, although full of beans, full of energy. Yeah. And, that um, was the modafinil and... Uh, ephedrine. 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 Ephedrine he, he had had. But, um, so this is part two of that extended chat that we had mm. with Luke. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this one. So he talks about the prepping to prep concept. Yeah, I've done a, a, a slight spin on that where not so much I've I've taken through it, but it's more, hey, get yourself sorted, come back and see me. Go do your prep before prep. Yeah. But they actually, that's part of what the uh, the systems that the they use with uh, muscle nerds, yeah? That, yes. That's part of the, yes. the, the process. Which is very good. 
we discuss reverse dieting once oh, again. He's got to say, get rid of it, surely. Get rid of it. Um, look, Application. Time and a place. I think he makes the point that for very high-level athletes where everything becomes more and more extreme, then, yep. yes, a little bit of reverse dieting is not a bad idea. Okay. For the uh, average competitor, look, just get the calories back up, get the body fat back on, and yep. get on with life. Okay. Seems to make a bit of sense. Yep, yep, yep. Then we go into gut health. Ah, ah, the elephant in the room. Yeah, the the, uh, room. the bucking bronco. The bucking bronco in the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calypso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, and uh, so lots of stuff covered there. The elimination diet. Did you go into fiber? Gluten, fiber. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gluten. Di- digestive support, oxbile, yep. digestive enzymes, all this kind of stuff. So really he gives a bit of an insight into what he does with the muscle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, well worth a good listen here from uh, Big Luke. Yep. And uh, an enjoyable interview. Uh, Excellent. So, so, so that's that. And it's been a long time coming, so we're finally happy to yeah. have, uh, have him in the studio. Have him in the studio. And, right. and have our way with him. So we can get with uh, get to him very shortly. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Rod? Mate, I uh, <laughs> I went to the fitness expo on the weekend. Oh, and I, mate, I I, sorry, I, I text I you. Uh, I sent you a text to meet you out front in in ten. And mate, I was I'd, there for uh, hours waiting for you. I'd make my phone. I'd, I'd been out. I it was on low battery and uh, it ran out. Okay, and, um, that's fair you enough. Know, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. So, because you missed out. So mate, it, it would have been really good. It was a good. It was a doozy. Yeah, it was uh, a doozy. You would have really like your type of clientele. You know, your yeah. demographic, like lots of uh, wizard sleeves. There was lots of tattered up wizard sleeves nice. walking around. Yeah. Tea backs. Yep. yep. A lot of yep. tea backs. A yep. lot of, lot of eyeballing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was sort of walking down a, a, like a, an alleyway in between booths, and then there was another one walking towards me. And I wasn't looking at him, and he, he wasn't, wasn't looking, looking at me, him, and we're no. both sort of looking at opposite of the booths. And right at the last second, we just sort of spin side on and side just, on. And just whoosh, whooshed we, past each other. It was we, close. And as you turn side on, you take yeah. a deep breath. Create some intradominal yep. pressure. Get the chest out, yep. and it was sort of nose to nose. Yeah. We just sort of went past. We looked at each other yeah. in the eye, and then spun back around and kept yeah. walking. So there, were, there was a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds, uh, sounds great. It sounds like just taking um, <laughs> taking the Facebook uh, uh, home scrolling page yes. and just turning that into a three D yes. wraparound world. It was. Yeah. It what was. a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Well, I was there because uh, the ICN, um, the uh, International Super Show, Sydney International Super Show, I think they they had oh, their ICN had a better than that. <laughs> it's a super show. <laughs> it's a super it show. was pretty big lineups. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a lot of competitors and a lot of athletes on stage and Miss uh, JM Fitness, so Jess Murphy, longtime uh, friend of the program and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of your. Uh, Always got a soft spot for Jess. She's lovely and uh, yeah. doing wonderful things in the industry. She had a bit of a crew there uh, up in Newey. so up in Newcastle, the ICN shop there. She had right. some success there. And this was, uh, I think, a second one for the season with her JM Fitness crew. I think she had 10, 10 athletes up on stage. So doing amazing yeah, things. And uh, quite a bit of success with all her athletes. And funnily enough, so she actually got a second and a third uh, mm-hmm. in uh, sports model, which was fantastic. And a uh, shout out to Jane Wigan. Not sure if Jane listens. Miss Jane listens, but she's uh, absolutely delightful. Works with uh, the guys from Flex. So Dean Prepsio. Yep. She's a uh, a fitness pro, I think. Okay. Miss um, Jane and uh, Jane was coaching Jess uh, with her posing presentation, and uh, she was arguably, I, I, I thought, and I'm not partial to being biased because they're my athletes on stage. Or, or sorry, no one's my athlete, but an athlete I'm involved with coaching. Um, I did think her stage presence, she was having a lot of fun up there and she presented really, really well. So really posed well for the category, mm-hmm. which is different to bikini and different to fitness and different right. to figure and all that type of stuff. But yep. 
Jess did uh, amazingly well and got a, a second and third in, in, in her two divisions. And uh, uh, in, funnily enough, her, her athlete that she prepped beat her. So it was yeah. like, if you got to lose to your own athletes, that's so nice. Eh, not yeah. too bad. You, you go that. first, I'll go second. You know, you go second, I go first. Whatever, mm. you know. We're top three, and then she got a third uh, again to her and another girl. So, yep. uh, did really well. I think she, I uh, think she really enjoyed it. And for me, it's it's great to see her really enjoy it. Um, quite a bit of stress can come along for the ride with the uh, competition and and, and and an athlete on the day. But she would have had quite a few athletes touching base with her, but she managed to do all that, all ten athletes, and, and get herself and follow all the the, the bells and, and whistles and eyes dotting and t's crossed that I uh, require from my athletes. Mm-hmm. And ticked all the boxes there and got up and had a good time, and she looked amazing. So um, very good. She's backing that up. We're going to do WBFF. Yeah. So we've got four weeks to uh, dial things in a little further and uh, get her up on the Gold Coast and give that a crack. WBFF. But um, so many yeah. federations these days. There's a few, man. There's a few. Actually, you know what I. Um, when we'll get to Luke Lehman very, very shortly. One yes. last little thing, Rudin, when we uh, had our uh, pre-show discussion last yes. night, he'd called me and I was in the middle of... You uh, were. Um, ...being on Facebook, so I'd, I hadn't logged on for... It's probably at least 10 days or so, and and I was being sucked into a, a whirlwind of just... Without naming names. Without naming names. But there was a very interesting post from IFBB Pro Andrew Hudson, who we yes. had a chance to... I think he might be worth getting on the show, actually. He's an awesome um, guy. Yeah. Prepped by uh, our very own, well, not our own, but we'll claim him as well, our own, Broderick Chavez, yep. evil genius. He preps him for, uh, at the moment, he's his coach. And and he'd written quite a lengthy post yeah. about, uh, look, you know, coming it, together as as people and as a sport and yep. all the federations. All this, all this disjointed. Uh, uh, disjointed and, and... With us or against us type mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I thought it made a lot of sense and very reflective of him as a human being like he's as soon as i met like the second he walked in the door at the seminar down in melbourne i just immediately liked him there was he has despite the gargantuan frame that he he has yeah yeah yeah, he's just got a warmth and a humility about him that's very very appealing i think as well absolutely and and a genuine uh sort of character yeah yeah it was it was i I saw that post but unfortunately for me it fell into that a little bit too long, yeah. you know. I just nah, switched off. I can't read that. It's 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 just more than a few words, or it's mm. not a video. I can't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> well, if it uh, wasn't him, I wouldn't have read it. But yes, yeah. but I did. I, I I tell a lie. I did skim mm. through it, and and I got the gist of it for sure. And it was um, yeah, he has a valid point. Mm. You know, and, and like mm. you said, it's so I think it's a reflection on him. But uh, mate, one of the uh, okay, this is the last thing. Last because we, we, we got Luke Lehman coming up. The master minus the gorilla suit. It, yeah, talking to Andrew about his his training and it was uh in the midst of you. he's a volume guy he's a volume he's talking about volume so he will go in like so, so say he's training chest mm-hmm. he'll go in and uh set up the incline uh, uh, bench mm-hmm. and he will be in there for 90 minutes to 120 minutes two hours just doing incline bench presses so he'll go and grab the 40s or the 50s it might have been and mm-hmm. he'll do does he squint when he grabs them and do like 30 sets of 10 and that's his chest workout he'll just he'll just do and, uh, oh my god you're suggesting that maybe we don't need as much exercise Miss Murphy you hearing this <laughs> maybe we don't need so much maybe we can do the same thing over and over until we exhaust it yeah, you know? yeah. but that's uh, I love that yeah but it takes a certain breed to uh, be content with that certain type of training breed. as he was telling me it made me th- I was like oh, that would kind of be fun like I could see the appeal to yeah. that just Get your head down, get into a zone, and just 
Just get your volume Do, done. Just, just get it done. And, and no, he, no rush. Take your time, take no. your rest, and just get 30 sets. Beautiful. Yeah. He actually, uh, when he was... Uh, guys, Luke Lehman coming okay. up any yeah, second. Yeah, he, he's, that's it. We've got the bell. Okay, yeah. that's last, okay. last, La- last, last drinks. Last, last drinks. drinks. Last drinks, guys. Um, he uh, took uh, an athlete. I, I had the privilege of uh, uh, coaching Scotty Kilby. Little Scotty Junior, yeah, uh, Junior bodybuilding uh, did really, really well. Struggled like there's a few emotional issues in the last sort of uh, since the qualifier to the to the uh, Arnold's, mm-hmm. but um, but he got up on stage and looked really good. And he knows what not to do next time and what to do. Uh, and he knows that there'll be challenges. But uh, Hudson took him for a uh, training session. You know, he's he's a starry-eyed as the IFBB pro. Yeah. And you and I couldn't think of anything freaking worse, worse than getting trained by someone that's notorious for you know obscene amounts it'll be like getting coached by uh, having a session with Milos, Milos. again or BPAC and we've yeah. done that yeah. BPAC no, did it for us like yeah. sorry sorry anyone that wants to abuse me with uh, training I've been there done that yeah. once and it was it was and Dane paraded me around the gym multiple times <laughs> Uh, I remember those sessions as well. So I've been, I've been killed. I've L5 been this one. L five. There she goes. <laughs> Bombs away. Pull it up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, Scotty Kilby and uh, Hudson did one down at Warrior Performance with uh, Shannon Green and Lauren. Hey guys. Uh, so Broads was down there doing a seminar, and uh, in the background, Hudson was uh, Broderick said it was it was quite amusing. So he was doing the pres- pres- talking to the guys, but to hear these sort of moans and grunts in the background as. Hudson was leading uh, Kilby around the all the equipment. I think it was a chest and back workout or something, yeah. and just obscene amount of volume. And uh, yeah, it was uh, quite a sight to behold. And I think he was had, had doms for about a week afterwards. But uh, but th- thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, quite funny. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. All right. All so right. Okay. Let's get into it. It's, let's do it. Angry pirate. <laughs> okay so before all this we mentioned the reverse diet mm. but before that i think it might be worth going into the the pre-prep that you do with guys and how that could actually uh, mitigate all the negative effects of an extreme diet at, at the back end Prepping to prep. Prepping to prep. Yeah. Mm. So look, the the thing is, we before someone goes into a photo shoot or on stage or in a competition, we need to have a phase that gets them to the point where they can handle the training. Yeah. Right? So you wouldn't, if you look at the military, you don't just take an 18 year old out of high school and just throw him on the battlefield. He's got to go through boot camp, and boot mm. camps to prepare him for war. Mm. So what we're doing, what, what a lot of the trainers are, is throwing people into war without getting them prepped. So the people need a boot camp where you're getting all their biometrics healthy, they're pooping good, they're feeling good, they're sleeping good. Now we can throw them into war, right? Yeah. So I completely forgot what, what you asked. So once we've got that, we've dieted down, we've yeah. done the show, you're reticent to reverse diet, you'll just nah. whoop, chuck well, them back up there. Here's the thing. If you set them up correctly, there's no reason to reverse diet or do anything else because, mm. in fact, the majority of our clients, once they've done a show, their their statement is, can we start the diet now? I'm fucking tired of eating. <laughs> so, and, like, where the fuck do you hear that? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there surely there must be uh, cases where you do have to bring those. I mean, there's always... Uh, Sometimes. Perfect I, world. That When you're looking happens. at the elite level of, of, like, professional bodybuilding where, yeah, like going from amateur to professional you're going to have to go to a little bit more extremes mm. more extremes of the supplementation more extremes of the drugs more extremes of the dieting because mm. that's 
you know that's their that's their job and you have to get them to a silly ridiculous level of conditioning like to yeah. get mm-hmm. to get fucking uh, feathering on the ass cheeks and the lower back it takes you're gonna have to you know diet out of that but absolutely I think that uh, I think reverse dieting is not the answer like they've already dieted for say 24 weeks why the fuck Dude, would you diet for uh, 24 weeks to get them out of that a hundred percent just add the fucking calories back yeah. and then pump their training volume up it's easy. yeah let's just delve into that a little bit because it is something that uh, Tommy and I came across um, I think uh, Mr. Biolane suggested that he reverse diets because you, it's almost like you have a, a hypersensitivity to fat gain a post-comp. Um, yeah, he, he was suggesting that, that... I think he was basing it off a study where they'd... A rat study, uh, admittedly, where they'd uh, dieted down these rats, then they fed them up, yeah. they took them down to the diet again, they, it took them twice as long to lose the same amount of fat, fed it's them like again... 300 times faster to put and the then weight they back put the, on. the fat back on, and there's some elevation in fat storage enzymes that kicks in once you start dieting people. And so that sort of... So basically, like your ability to store fat, fat after you've done a dieting phase is is enhanced. Correct. Yeah, they they talk about that study in the calorie myth by Jonathan Baylor. And um, the thing is, we have to be very careful with rat studies. Is we 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 that that you look at rat studies because they're fast because a rat's lifespan yeah. is really short. So, mm-hmm. but we're not rats. So all we can do is kind of get an idea and infer data yeah. that may or may not actually work in humans because some of the enzymes are a bit different. Some of the pathways are a bit different. Um, now, who's going who's gonna to actually do a long-term study on this? And there are a lot of studies. But the thing is, like, in, if you appeal to any type of extreme when you're dieting, you're going to get extreme uh, negative repercussions. Mm. So like, if you do extreme calorie deficits, I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of playing the long game. Let's pump you up and find out where, where we're exceeding your uh, maintenance diet. And now let's pull 5% out. And when that doesn't work, we'll pull another 5% out. So every yeah. week, we might make those adjustments if you're not hitting your how many grams of weight loss I want per week, Yep. right? And we don't fuck with it unless they're not averaging out properly. Then we determine why are they not averaging out properly, and then we make our adjustments. But like I said, I, I've never, never in 20 years had somebody blow up after a show. The only, the only, I've only had three clients blow up, and that's because they got pregnant at the show. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a girl. Well, that's a testament period. to healthy hormones if they still manage to get pregnant. I guess almost so. every single person I've ever put on stage placed top yeah. top three or top five every single one yeah. um, except for two people and um, you know all the girls never lost their periods still placed all the even pros WBFF pros not losing their periods um, three of them got pregnant and that was like in a couple of years it, the mm-hmm. babies don't look like me so that's good so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't me I assure you I don't, I don't shit where I eat yeah yeah true true but, true uh, yeah but it uh, doesn't it doesn't you don't have to do it I think one of the reasons why people have issues is they're pulling carbs going into a show is the dumbest thing you can do. As you get leaner, you're able to handle more and more carbs. So stop pulling the fat really low or stop pulling the carbs really low. That's the dumbest thing you can do. Then Mm -hmm. you get girls or guys in that last week and they're eating thousands of grams of carbs trying to fill out and they end up having to resort to a fucking hamburger and French fries and tons of salt and fat to try to fill back out. Well, like you said, you pull those carbs out. Now those those enzymes to turn glucose into glycogen are now low. Mm. You're not basically all the sugar you're eating. You're just running through glycolysis anyways, and you're not actually making the backbone the ATP. You're not storing it as glycogen, mm. and you have to do weird radical things. If you had somebody that was going into a show sitting at three thousand calories and they're eating five hundred grams of carbs, they're probably not going to blow up after the show mm. unless yeah. they go crazy and binge on a bunch of fat. Yeah. 
and, and and I suppose that's the caveat that comes with it. Uh, you know, it's it's often as you know, uh, if they ate maintenance calories like you told them, they wouldn't. Well, I mean, they, there's obviously going to be some fat gain because to maintain you know comp uh, lean, they have to do what they're doing coming into the comp. So as yeah. soon as the environment changes, yeah. there is going to be some degree of fat gain, which is always a big uh, head fuck for them anyway. Yep. But it's a reality. Um, but uh, it's when they binge and, and and throw tons of like take cam you know we walk him out then eat the food that a competitor would eat for like you in canada you know you eat a lot of food <laughs> yeah. guess what you get fat in a short period you know well you know that is going to be far more noticeable when you come out of a comp you're going to really notice the fat gain so i mm. think you know there's a, there's a bit of uh, ownership and uh, responsibility that they have to take for their actions post comp as well and you're right it is a head fuck because if, if if you do a show and you're sitting around four and a half percent body fat like like when you when you first decide to do a show and you get to t- like a, a true 10%, you're like, yeah. fuck, I'm fucking lean. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. And then you get to eight. Now yeah. you're like, fuck, I've got fucking veins on my fingers and my elbows. Yeah. And you get down to like four and a half. And now yeah. you got fucking veins in your ass cheeks. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now, now 8% to you is fat. Yeah. So the, yeah. the minute Perception. you eat, yeah, the yeah. minute you eat and you get to eight, you're like, oh, God, I'm so fat. Yeah. I can't post a picture on Instagram. I'll just yeah. post old pictures from two years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Absolutely. fuck, man. A, 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 a true 10 to 12 percent on someone like you put somebody in a dexa and a true 10 to 12 that's that's a lot leaner than people think yeah. most people would be happy with that but that's the thing like when mm. you look at most bodybuilders and I, I hate to say this but it's true we all got mommy daddy issues we got mm. there's some reason why you went into bodybuilding yeah. and usually for something nefarious yeah, 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 right yeah. it's not usually not for a love of bodybuilding you fall yeah. in love with bodybuilding because you're running away from something yeah mm. Yeah, I, that was actually quite refreshing. That. I mean, you you know Dean and uh, and we all know Dean from uh, Flex, but mm. it was in one sense, um, you know, him him confessing that he they actually hated bodybuilding. Yeah. Like he, you know, he, the preparation. He loves training, but the dieting and and I think for him, just the reality that he has to he has to, and he's. I mean, there are those of us out there that are great at following plans, but that dude is next level. He, Bro, he to, is to the to the and it shows on stage but you know him confessing that he actually hates the process of competition prep and he'll be happy if he never does it again i think he's probably the only person i've ever met that doesn't do bodybuilding for the wrong reason like he he i was talking to him because he lives near me and uh, we get together every once in a while and he's like yeah i just did it to challenge myself i don't really give a fuck if i win or not and fuck look at his physique jesus christ but Mm -hmm. that's like he's He's a fucking robot, man. Yeah, when right. he gets it, when he gets it set in his head that he's gonna do it, he's like a dog with a bone. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think you know it's uh, it's great for business as well. That's probably yeah. the reason why he did it. Yeah. You know, because um, you know, yeah, like yeah. Anyway, mm. but but doing that for for the wrong reasons is indicative. It's not just bodybuilding. I think that's indicative of the industry in general. You know, yeah. there are, there are a lot of damaged souls mm. uh, yeah, everywhere. Majority, but, but they they do surface in the fitness industry. Um, it seems like with the diet, Luke, that uh, the body's very good at trafficking in fuel sources if you set things up yep. appropriately. And I think that's an interesting way as coaches to actually think about putting a diet plan together. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it, it's it's fuel for the activity because we talk about general population all your life, but if you're not training, then all of this discussion is Lost, fuckery. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like we had a, we had a client... She's been working with us for a few months, and she's just not really seeing any results. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking at, our, we use chronometer to track everything. And I'm looking at it like, fuck, man, she's hardly eating. She's eating like 1,300 calories, and we pushed her up to 1,700. She gained a kilo. She's not happy. I'm looking at it. So then I, I asked Isaac, I said, find out, get her training program. She's not training with us. We're just running her diet. Yeah. 
So she she sends in her training program. I'm looking at it going, man, this is atrocious. Like, it's fucking horrible. Mm. And uh, it's just unfortunate because I know the coach that wrote it. Um, but then I look, in her, I, I look at, like, her check-in sheets, and she's only lifting one day a week, and she's walking, like, 200 minutes a week, and she plays tennis a couple of times a week. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, 1,700 mm. calories for a girl who's 55 kilos that's doing nothing. Mm. It's not yeah. so we, you know, that's we fucking up, drop her down yeah. to 1,100. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I hate yeah. doing that, but she, if she's not willing to train, then she doesn't need all those calories. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, maybe there was some merit in uh, what Charles used to say, you know, earn, earn, earn your carbs. Earn your carbs. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. One last topic that we're going to uh, uh, get into today, and, and that was the gut health. Yeah. I mean, we've alluded to it uh, at several stages uh, throughout this whole discussion. So let's, uh, let's go balls deep into that. First of all, I think with gut health, uh, and this links into some of the scope of practice as personal trainers, apart from suggesting diet plans and foods to eat what are we actually working with here and and you know when are we looking at referring out um you know what if the thing is if they do the stress uh, stress management stuff if they're doing the visualization the meditation if you're balancing out their anaerobic to aerobic fitness a lot of the gut issues go away these people mm. with lots of mm. food intolerances there's a reason and the main driver of that is the sympathetic nervous system has a direct has direct access to the gut and so Here's the thing, let's say you start overtraining, which is a stressor, mm-hmm. and you're not recovering from that, and let's say you're chronically massively undereating. So what what does the what will the intestines do in order to get more food? Well, they get more permeable. So the the space in between the cells mm. will start to get mm. larger. Your body's trying to get more food in, but it's also going to carry with it food particles that are too large that aren't supposed to be, you know, you get stuff that's uh, something that's not broken down into a monosaccharide mm. or you get amino acids, proteins that aren't broken all the way down. Um, you end up getting viruses, you get bacteria, so you get a bunch, an antigen load, your immune system sees that and starts attacking it now. Congratulations, you've given yourself a food intolerance. But that doesn't have anything to do with the food. It has to do with the fact that you're probably stressed out and you're not chewing your food because for whatever reason, adults don't know how to fucking chew, especially personal trainers. Mm-hmm. They basically unhinge their jaw and they deep throw a fucking chicken breast mm-hmm. um, because they're poor at time management and they don't give them enough time to eat their fucking 12 meals a day, which is, you don't need to do anyways. But yeah. So now you don't chew the food, so you, you're lacking mechanical and chemical digestion in the mouth, and then you're stressed out all the time because you're not sleeping and you're fucking training too much and you're not balancing out your energetics. So now your, your gastric juices in your stomach don't work, so you're not secreting intrinsic factor and you're not secreting HCL and pepsin like you should. You're not increasing cholecystokinin like you should. So then when everything goes into the into the duodenum and the upper part of the small intestine, it's not broken down like it's supposed to be. Mm. The pancreas isn't functioning correctly, so it's not secreting pancreatic enzymes properly. Bile, we see a lot of bile issues with people. So, you know, and most of this stuff has to do with somebody not being in an anabolic state, even though they think they are, they're over dieting, they're training, but they're not recovering. Mm. So if you're not recovering and you're constantly in a catabolic state, you're not going to make the things you need, like these enzymes mm. and the bile and the gastric mm. juices and mm. all this stuff. And, and there's your immune system's jacked up, which is causing more stress. Okay. And then what people will do, they'll get on an elimination diet, which I think is great. They'll do the food intolerance panels, which I think are a fucking waste of money. Mm-hmm, uh, I mm-hmm. think it's just easiest just to do the fucking elimination diet and eat yep. stuff you're not used to, you know, you're not, don't typically eat and calm the fuck down. Just uh, before we go on, and there'll be lots of questions, just talk about the elimination diet. Give it a, a quick overview of how our listeners could actually do that. What does Here, it involve? Okay. Here's the thing I, I'm going to save a lot of people $500 on a stupid fucking shit panel. <laughs> 
you, you just, this is what we teach. You just, you take a piece of paper, you write a line down the middle. On one side, you put yes. On one side, you put no. On the no side, you write down everything that's just stapling what you eat. Like if you, like here's common with trainers. They eat eggs, salmon, mm -hmm. beef, chicken. Mm -hmm. That's about it, right? Um, they all eat fucking asparagus and broccoli. Yep. Uh, they all like bathe, they fucking wash their hair in coconut oil, eat coconut oil, wank with coconut yes. oil. Like that's, yep. you know. Uh, they're all eating uh, nuts because you have to do the meat and nuts breakfast, you mm. know, and then they don't know how to regulate nuts. So they're eating like a pinch is like a whole fucking handful. Yep. You know, so you write down all this stuff. This is, this is your staples. This is what you meal prep with. You're not allowed to eat that for a few weeks. Yep. And but let's give yourself on the yes side. We're going to give you stuff you can. So like kangaroo, koala bears, zebra, whatever yep. the fuck. Um, you change out all your foods and you do that for a couple, like three weeks. Yep. And then you try adding in some of the stuff you didn't normally eat and yep. some stuff you'll be able to put back in. Some stuff you can't. Um, typically we'll have people do this for six to eight weeks, which lines up nicely with least mode. Beautiful. So mm. we do an elimination diet, add aerobics in, cut down some of the neural training. So most of your training is going to be either muscular endurance, strength endurance, metabolic work, maybe some hypertrophy. Yeah. I, I, I hate GVT with a passion, but it works really well because you're using submaximal load. So I yep. think that works really fantastically well. This is the time we're using structural balance, getting your sleep yep. and lifestyle straight and all that. Cool. You do an elimination diet. Guess what? You go into an SPP phase and start training hard and you add all those foods in. Yep. Oh, lo and behold, all your fucking food intolerances are gone. Mm. Very good. Very right. good. And when they're adding foods in, are they discomfort bloating like you're looking yeah, for those sorts look of for, symptoms you know, are you belching you got gas does yep. your poop start you know you look at the bristol scale are you are you at a three and four are you starting to go to a one or a ten you know you look at that stuff are you bloating do you have pain mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. stuff like that are you sleepy you're tired you're foggy headed it's yep. just it's very symptomatic yeah mm, yeah right? yep. so basically if you eat something you got a bit bit crazy then eh, yeah that's that it. kick out. it out for a little bit of time it's not forever just yep and then work on that stress management and then take your biometrics and see where you are i i have when I have people with a with you know somewhere around 115 over 75 blood pressure, a heart rate in the 50s, and like a, in the 60 to 70s on an HRV, guess what? They don't have any fucking food intolerances. Yeah, it's mm. not fucking Harry it's Potter magic. It's not sorcery. It's just physiology. Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah, you mentioned uh, just a quick one: balancing out the energetics. What what do you mean by that? Well, let's let's take a typical Pollock trainer. Yeah. Three, two, one, wave loading and fucking airdyne sprints, and that's all they do. They've been told that aerobics are stupid; they're going to make you fat, slow, and weak, and none of it is founded in any type of science. Hmm. Uh, what was the other? The marathon runners or have a high body fat percentage? No, they don't. If you look at marathon runners, they're fucking shredded. Now they're not mm -hmm. big. Yeah, they're not like they're not going to win a fucking bodybuilding show, mm -hmm. but they're fucking five percent shredded, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean you need to do a marathon, but if we think about all these adaptations, if I'm constantly doing really high neural work, lactate work, lots of sprints and things like that, you're, con you're constantly putting yourself into a sympathetic state, right? Mm. Your body, when you get on an aerodyne and you do, you know, 30 second hit intervals, your body doesn't know what you're doing and you're doing it for fitness. It thinks you're being chased by a fucking animal. Mm. When you go to a squat and you're doing sets of three to five mm. and it's a lot of neural work, your body thinks you're wrestling a fucking animal, mm. right? And then comp that, and there's nothing wrong with that. If the other 23 hours of the day you're doing things to to, to mm -hmm. put, put yourself in that, you're doing least mode mm -hmm. shit to put yourself in a parasympathetic mm -hmm. state. But if you do that and all that neural work and all that really high intensity stuff, and then you go and you're beasting life and you're not ever getting a break. You're fucking eight year old smoking crack. I don't know your dog got pregnant or something mm -hmm. and whatever mm -hmm. the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. Like you're always in that jacked up nervous system state and you're not getting any relief. So you know, probably the best thing for you to do is, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over, mm. expecting different results. Okay, do the opposite. Go do some aerobic work and see how, if you can't sleep, 
do four weeks of concentrated aerobic work. And I'm talking like 60 minutes a day, even 130 beats per minute, and you'll fucking sleep like a baby after a couple of weeks of that. If you can't shit right, go do the aerobics for two weeks. Get those metrics really good. Your heart rate will go down. Your blood pressure will go down. Your HRV may or may not go up. There's other factors with that. Like most people are walking around with subclinical infections in their guts and things that are causing their nervous system to be jacked up. But um, or they've got you know early childhood traumas or some type of issue where they got mommy daddy issues, which can keep the HRV down as well. Which is why we promote counseling and teach a course on that, mm-hmm. not to teach a course to counsel, but how to find help. Um, yep. But yeah, it's it's looking at this and saying, all right, I don't want to be an anaerobic machine. I don't want to be an aerobic machine. I want to be somewhere in the middle. And depending on my activity or my sport, I want to lean one way or the other. Yes. It's right? mm. so like with MMA, if you do, a, we, we do teach a modified Cooper's test. With that, you get on a piece of equipment, you go for 12 minutes as hard as you can. You look at distance, you look at maximum heart rate, you look at your average heart rate. If we, and then we can do a one minute after that, we can look at heart rate recovery. Now, if we take the average heart rate and divide it by the maximum heart rate, that's going to give us a percentage. And so for fighters, that percentage seems to be best somewhere around like 83 to 85%. That means you you have enough anaerobic to, to create power, but you have enough aerobic to have power endurance and to maintain that level mm. throughout three to five rounds. Mm. If you go really high above that 83 to 85%, then you start losing power because you're getting more and more aerobically dominant. If you go below that, now you're losing endurance. So there's a sweet spot for every sport, and that's what you have to find. Now, I personally would rather my general population clients be on the high end of that percentage because the aerobic pathway is your pathway for life. That's what fucking keeps you alive. Mm. It's your anti-aging pathway. Mm. The majority of gen pop that come to us, they're worried about anti-aging and longevity and being healthy. So we will keep them on the high side of that. If I have a general pop guy who says, oh, I'm going to do this charity boxing match, cool. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off that stuff and I'm going to drive him down a little bit so that he's back in the percentage he needs. So everything can be, if you can quantify it, then you can train for it and you can, everything is, everything is trainable. Mm. So I guess the, it was the balancing the aerobic and the anaerobic work was pretty right. much what you're saying. Yeah. There. And what happens is when you're too anaerobic, your bioenergetics don't work well and you don't oxidize things correctly. You get locked into this kind of high. I don't want to. I don't want to say lactic acid pathway because that's not technically correct. But most most people that are hearing this will understand what I mean. Where you're doing a 12 rep max and your legs are on fire at rep three or four, or like you walk up a flight of stairs and your legs are on fire. That's common but not normal. Yeah. Like you should be able to walk up a flight of stairs without feeling any burning, unless you're walking upstairs with like 100 kilos strapped on your back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, okay. very good. Okay, so rewinding back to um, the gut and uh, you know what, what what we can actually do, let's talk about. You mentioned FODMAPs and are there some general aside from elimination diet and I guess identifying what foods are problematic? Are there some sort of sweeping guidelines that we had Dr. Tom O'Brien on this morning talking about the uh, spawn of Satan himself, gluten mm. and uh, well wheat and and everything mm. uh, that flows on from wheat and um, the fact that most well everyone should avoid it like it just has no place in the body so like do you have some uh foods that you that generally you like to avoid uh, as a rule of thumb not really i mean i'm not i used to hate on gluten too and and i i love uh tom's work but i don't think everybody has to avoid gluten and it's impossible these days to avoid it right yeah. Yeah. but what i do i do agree that you should limit it like you shouldn't right. purposely be just 
you know, a joke I have when we go out to eat and when, when like some of my staff members are gluten free and they'll say, oh, can you, I'm gluten free and I'll ask for their gluten. I want to give me extra gluten, right? right. It makes everything taste gluten delicious. Loading. Yes. Yeah, gluten load. But yeah, you should probably avoid it as much as possible, but that doesn't, it's not going to fucking kill you, right? Yeah. But the majority of the issue, again, rolls down the stress. Okay? Yeah. You have stress, you have poor gut function. Yeah. Yes, gluten is, 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 is uh, inflammatory to the intestinal tract, but so are some fatty acids and some other proteins, right? So yeah. that's, you know, it's, if your body is in a, in a more anabolic recovery state, then gluten becomes a non-issue unless mm-hmm. you have a genetic issue with it, some type yeah. of colitis or, you know, yep. Crohn's. Um, or if you can't, or if you're like just over consuming it, which yeah. most people do, they wake up and they have gluten for breakfast, gluten for lunch, gluten for dinner, gluten while they're watching TV. And yeah, those people should probably remove it from their diet for a certain period of time. But man, if, if your kid is eating a, if you go with your kid to a fucking birthday party and are you, are you going to be that asshole that goes, Oh, is this a gluten-free cake? My yeah. kid can't have it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Like, just eat the goddamn cake. Well, so, I mean, that's what uh, Dr. O'Brien was referring to is, is essentially there's a threshold that you yeah. that you pass. And given the weight of environmental toxicity and all the other stress that we carry in our mm-hmm. lives, the body's ability to, to withstand constant exposure to, stress, to wheat, yeah. that's where the issue is. But I guess if we're looking at all these other factors that you're talking about, managing stress, you know, generally eating quite well and, and living in a, a relatively low toxic environment well then yeah sure yeah. and not, would it be something that you would do for uh, that lease mode would it be would you say yeah, you sort of take you might do an elimination diet and pull that out a little bit you yeah. know but you know what people tend to do like if i go on a gluten-free diet i'm i'm at the perimeter and i'm buying meats and veggies and fruits yes i'm not getting like gluten-free fucking brownies and that's what yeah, people do dude, yeah. yeah and there's a lot of stuff in those that is probably potentially worse, worse. than the actual gluten mm. right so yeah, like I, people go, I can't, I can't afford to eat gluten free. Well, stop fucking buying gluten free treats because you shouldn't be fucking mm. smashing those anyways if you're yeah. trying to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, very cool. So we had a bit of an idea of uh, your take on on gut health, and you and you did mention when we were talking earlier that it's um, that you'd actually taken some of the stuff out of the the muscle nerds uh, curriculum because it is the more we know about the gut biome it's sort of like well maybe we shouldn't be using that probiotic like how do you know you're deficient in that and yeah and um so like what can we i mean there are there any supplements that you do i mean you mentioned the digestive enzymes that's pretty straightforward but like outside of that um are there any supplements that you do recommend and your take on fiber uh, supplement fiber versus uh, whole food fiber like fiber okay. from the foods we eat yeah, so we typically, we do a lot of stuff with Thorn Research. Um, and the reason we do it is because the, their standard of, they manufacture all their own stuff. They have scientists, their service is unparalleled. I've never dealt with a supplement company with the service they do. So uh, my recommendation, like Thorn Biogest is what I usually will do, like a couple of those with a mill. We'll typically take it after the mill uh, to, ba- to get the acidity back, the acidity level in the stomach back up after. Um, so we'll use that, and in that you've got... Uh, hydrochloric acid you have pepsin you have Mm -hmm. pancreatic enzymes and you have a little bit of ox bile Mm -hmm. so if you're vegan that's out so you could piece together there's other products you can take like dipan 9 and and hcl with pepsin um and then we've seen a lot of people with ox bile issues or bile issues right now so we're using a lot of tudka and and ox bile with people so tudka more for the vegans if you can find it in a gelatin capsule or not gelatin a a veggie cap and then we use uh, ox bile because it's cheap and that that's been a godsend to a lot of people and you know we get people that they complain that 
we give them fish oil and their shit smells fishy. Well, that's telling me that something's going on with the digestion. They're not mm -hmm. using bile to emulsify. Maybe there's not enough pancreatic lipase to break it down. Mm -hmm. So we'll give them a little bit of ox bile or tutka and that takes care of it, right? And that helps break down fatty acids? Yeah, so bile basically scrubs. It's like a dishwashing detergent. So when you, when you have fat, it scrubs it and makes it available for lipase to now break it apart. Right. So if you don't have a gallbladder, you should probably be on a, some type of bile supplement. Yeah. If you have, here's the thing, man, if you're stressed out and your liver's working overtime with things like trying to turn on and turn off hormones and detoxify things. And, you know, if it's stressed because of the if you're trying to create, you know, uh, glycogen and doing all this other stuff that the mm. liver is going to do, um, it also makes bile. So you can assume if you have mitochondrial issues, you're not going to make enough bile. And that's what we're finding in people. And so in that first few weeks of lease mode, we might add that in. And it, does it make a difference? Yes or no. If it's making a difference, I will right, we'll keep it in there until we'd feel like it's not making a difference. And you're now you're chugging along on your own. Mm. Um, with probiotics, we're apt to give here Bioceuticals Ultrabiotic 500. I like the Ultrabiotic um, uh, line that they have, and we'll usually do like the, the, big, the big sachets at night before they go to bed, and then we'll move to the 45s. But again, that's short term, not long term. So we do it until their poop looks pretty, and then if their poop stops looking pretty, maybe we'll add it in, you know, but it's on a, on a temporary basis, right? So that won't be long-term probiotics? No, but the thing's probiotics, unless you, unless you understand the strains and what they do, like mm -hmm. you can take probiotics as an antidepressant. You can take them as anti-anxiety. Some of them raise GABA, some of them raise serotonin. There's, but, but it's so, the research is so convoluted, you really need yeah. to talk to an expert on that stuff and the, it's all changing all the time and mm. you know the only real way that we know to alter the gut microbiota is a fecal tr matter transplant mm -hmm. or long-term um, intake of uh, polyphenols like I like ATP science gut right we use that for a lot of people um, or just cranking up the fruits and veggies mm. and to be careful of cranking up the fat too much especially the saturated fat because you can eat way too much saturated fat and I know mm. that's People are high on that. Oh, fat doesn't make yeah. fat. It fucking does if you're in a hypercaloric diet and you yeah. can't break down long-chain fatty acids. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't re recommend any of our listeners trying the fecal uh, implant either. We can try that at lunch if you want. <laughs> I can make you guys a go, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's I, a thing. And that's because it's not a big thing here yet, but mm, I know there's a place. I've heard of it. There's a place yeah. in Sydney that's mm. now doing it. But you know how the government is here. Like, they're so mm. far behind the time with the med Voodoo, with medicine. So like it's you're the government in Australia. I, I love them, but man, fuck their their ideas on the medical system is just mm. fucked. But we have Medicare though, which you don't in the U.S. Yeah, but it's it's just as bad as the U.S. Like, fuck. Like I, I've every single country I've been to, whether they're whether they have universal health care, whether they have insurance, they're all fucked. Like the insurance insurance companies <laughs> fuck the doctors in America. Your government fucks the doctors here. So mm. you know, and, and and the thing is when the government when the government runs things, like in universal healthcare, they make the rules. He who has the gold makes mm. the rules. Yeah. And so they really like put their thumbs down on the doctors. They can't do a whole lot unless it's uh, mm. you know, a doctor working out of a fucking alley and you gotta know somebody to know somebody to get in to see him, mm. right? And they have to do shady shit because they wanna be progressive. And I think one of the frightening things is when you look at the trajectory of where health is going on a population basis, the system just won't have if it keeps trending, won't have capacity to, to mm. manage that. So now is the time to really take your health within your own hands and not mm. have to rely on a government-run system. Well, Tommy, I do. Uh, I order all my uh, pharmaceuticals online and I treat myself. <laughs> I am <laughs> Dr. Dubois. You are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can get your own bloods here now, imedical.com.au. You can order all your own bloods. What, what, what one is it? imedical.com.au. And they've yeah, got right. tons of them. And it's cheap. It's cheap as. 
I made it for uh, Lady Gaga. Beautiful. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, it's, I mean, if you want to really, you want preventive health, you got to take it in your own hands. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I've got some, I'm not real big on naturopaths here, but there's a few that I really like. Uh, Gary Griffith. I like Elisma. Um, Elisma Lambert. I'm trying to remember a couple of, I mean, really, I only know a couple of good naturopaths here. The yeah. majority of them, they don't spend enough time learning the actual biochemistry and shit, and they go straight to the goddamn essential oils and the fucking hippie foo foo reiki shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think all I think all that stuff's great. Yeah, yeah. has its place. You you gotta know you gotta know if you're giving people herbs and things like that. You gotta know what the fuck it's doing in the body, and they mm. don't. And Zoe's naturopath school right now, and naturopaths get a lot of flack here, and it's not deserved for a, a handful of them, but it is deserved for a vast majority of them because they fucking they. They're, they get way off the science. They get in the fucking voodoo, you know, voodoo bullshit. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. And, um, okay, delving back into the – so that was a, a good uh, overview there. What about uh, fiber? Let's, let's just uh, tackle that one because we have different types, soluble, insoluble. Mm. Um, now, uh, Hanselman's a, a mentor of mine. I spent a lot of time uh, listening to this guy, but he's of the opinion that on paper it looks the same, but supplemental fiber just doesn't cut it. So he, he advocates – Pretty much what you said, you know, just a lot of whole foods and, and, and fruits and uh, gut health tends to write itself, which is actually what Broderick says. Uh, when I first started uh, mentoring with him, I sort of got the pen and paper out. It's like, hey, mate, tell me what you do for gut health. And he goes, dude, I just get him to eat clean and the gut fix itself. So, yeah. uh, which is pretty much what you've said with a bit of, bit of a supplement in that, that least mode phase. Fibers, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, here's the thing. If they're low carbing it um, and they're not, for whatever reason can't eat a lot of plant matter yeah. then maybe like because a lot of people you try to put them on you try to put them on a couple of kilos of uh, plant matter a day and they fucking freak out but they don't have any problem eating a couple of kilos of fucking meat you know yeah um but we try to get you know we try to get as much as we can in whole foods if they yeah. can't give them beans man beans are awesome and then people are gonna go oh the phytates the phytic acid That's and right. lectins and all this. They go, fuck off like mm. y- people are focusing on the dumbest shit like mm. beans are fucking delicious and they mm. jack up your fiber and they give you really pretty poop right yep. so eat your fucking beans um when you look at supplemental fibers i think there's a place for it but yeah. just like with any supplements that supplementing a healthy yes. lifestyle and diet so for instance, if I have somebody that I they're bloating all the time and they have like they burning pain in their stomach, yeah, I might give them some something like some aloe vera fiber. I might give them some slippery elm if they're having they're constipated. I might give them some slippery elm or something like that to make mm. it, you know, kind of ease that down. Mm. If they have a lot of diarrhea or they're peeing out of their butthole, I might give them some psyllium husk to kind of create some bulk and soak up some of that water. Mm. But we very rarely like prescribe you know, supplemental fiber for people because if they're eating a lot, they're probably going to get plenty of that in. Yeah. Mm. Right. So it comes back to that, uh, getting as much as you can from whole foods. And yeah. And in a lot of cases you do, you start adding a lot of supplemental fiber. That's not in a whole food form. It tends to start grabbing, uh, you know, grabbing vitamins and minerals that you're making in your guts. And it, you start creating mineral defense def- or vitamin deficiencies. Uh, so mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other, anything else, uh, re gut health or, or, um, anything pointing out there or yeah, look at, at the end of the at the end of the day keep shit simple until it needs to be complex and if it has to get too complex it, for personal trainers probably out of your fucking break, pay scale yeah. pay grade yeah so get people to calm down have them mindful try not to eat when you're when you're emotional right yeah. so one of the things we'll typically have our clients do because to, to be able to hire a personal trainer you're you have to be able to have some disposable income, which means you probably work your ass off or you're the partner of somebody who works their ass off, but yeah. you probably have a stressful life. Mo money, mo problems, right? So 
in that case, what we might have somebody do, let's say an office worker who's in a really toxic office work is the fucking worst. Yeah. And, um, you know, we might have them do some visual visualization and some uh, headspace for like a five minute guided headspace, do some box breathing and then eat, you know, because you're wanting to calm everything yeah. down. If you calm down, you get into a parasympathetic state. Oxidation goes up, which means that you're going to start burning off a lot of things. So, mm. and you're going to make energy appropriately. Mm. What you don't want to do is be screaming at your employees or being screamed at, and then go fucking pissed off, and then mm. just a couple just, of mouthfuls in between yelling at people. Yeah, and then just fucking you know, uh, you know just basically deep throat your chicken breast because yeah. you're not chewing because you're pissed off, and you yeah. know you're not managing yeah. your food well. That's the little kind of calories in, calories out stuff that we need to ha- start having discussions on when when you realize that it's not just a a a minus b equals c type of ordeal um yeah so other than that like the the digestive enzymes can work really well but like everything if you're taking them and they don't seem to be working it's probably a waste of money so you should be significantly better when you're taking things and you take those at the end of the meal yeah, so there's some re- current research that's come out over the last few years that say they, it may be, especially for older populations, best if you take it after the meal because what ends up happening is you eat and you're, you're, all of that acid is you know, going into your food, and so the acidity in the stomach goes down. It gets, the pH goes up, and so then they're saying that to in older populations, it might be beneficial to take it after the meal, especially if you're eating multiple times a day. If you have a client eating you know, five, six times a day, it could take you know an hour and a half to two hours for them to get their acidity back up to normal levels. So if you're eating multiple times and all that, and you also have a low acidity because you're stressed out and you're training and all this yeah. stuff and you're dieting, it might be beneficial to take it at that time. And most of your clients aren't going to be achloritic. They're not going to have no, no yeah. you know, that's that's not really going to happen to most people. Mostly, it's going to be you know reinstating it after that first meal. But yeah. I don't think it really matters when you take it. Yeah. I'm just basing basing it on like current research. Sometimes we'll have people take it in the middle of the meal because it causes some issues. You should never take it if you get any kind of reaction. So just keep in mind, if you have an ulcer, if you uh, if you think you may have an ulcer, if you've ever had an H. pylori infection, you might want to get that checked out first before you take it. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, you might want to try a, a weaker acid first like maybe apple cider vinegar with your meals or balsamic vinegar like have a have a salad with some vinegar on top uh, after the meal after you eat and that tends to help out too but it's not as acidic as hydrochloric acid and um just the in regards to body composition the the like uh, poor gut health can certainly uh i mean it's pretty much been echoed through everything we've spoken about but uh that would be your your stance as well like if the gut ain't right then then, yeah 100 percent. yeah and that you're gonna see that i mean that's okay let's say you have a client that's you know i don't like to use the word bulking i'm people can't hear me doing the quotation marks about (laughs) bulking yeah um you bulking, it's uh, bulking is inherently insulin pr- resistance producing and inflammatory by nature. Mm-hmm. So if you're bulking and you're, especially if you're eating a lot more protein, then you probably want to take some extra enzymes on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then if you're dieting, you get close to the show, you're, you're, you know, you're going to be having issues with creating these gastric juices and, 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 you know, processing things anyway. So you might want to put it in closer to your, to the show time Absolutely. to give yourself a little bit of extra oomph. Because, like I said earlier, your hormones are going to drop going into a show. That mm. is completely natural. And mm. if unless you're taking exogenous hormones, it's mm. com- you're not going to be able to get around that. Mm. Like mm. your your thyroid is going to tank if you get mm. on stage or do mm. a photo shoot and you get down to really lean levels. Your mm. testosterone, everything's going to tank. Absolutely, totally normal. Yeah. What we want to do is try to make it not tank as much. Yep. Okay. And then 
with all those hormones tanking, if your thyroid tanks, mitochondria function tanks, and then ability to make those gastric juices and enzymes and things start to tank as well. So it might be a good thing to add that in. And that might keep you from getting some food intolerances because that's when you normally see it for competitors, like six weeks out from a mm. show, mm. they walk in the train with you. You look at their stomach. They look six months fucking pregnant. You're like, yeah. what'd you do? Uh, I ate 15 minutes ago. What the fuck did you eat? Did you eat yeah. a fucking basketball? Yeah. No, I ate you know, chicken, chicken and rice and asparagus or something. You're yeah. like, okay, fuck. Now we got to switch her to turkey and fucking yep. something else. Yeah. So if you were to start maybe like six to eight weeks out from a show, start taking those digestive enzymes and making sure you're chewing your food, you probably aren't going to have any issues. I think that's a really big one. I know you've implemented uh, chewing food to uh, quite a lot of your guys, mm. but uh, and most of my uh, would be uh, PTs that I'm coaching and fucking notorious for, and we're all guilty of it, you know, between sessions. It's like, no, block out half an hour for a meal, sit down. And even uh, the cephalic phase where we, you know, ideally... You know, when you cook a meal, you know, like yeah. at least open it up, in, inhale the the fumes from what you're about to eat, let it sit there for a bit, and then and then consume it. Salivate those, a little. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, be mindful. Yeah, right? be mindful. Exactly. That's a trainers have the worst at that. Like they're not good at time management for whatever reason. So yeah. they, you know, you try to train 15 people a day, and you don't. You give yourself like, oh, hey, go warm up on a treadmill for five minutes. You're yeah. trying to <laughs> fucking shovel in a, a yeah. 500 calorie meal in five minutes. It doesn't really yeah. work that well. Absolutely. Or you do what Stefan used to. Do, just eat it on the floor <laughs> while he was uh, coaching. Now, Stefan, you're not allowed to do that. You know yeah. that, mate. Yeah, mate, no worries. Yeah. All right, cool. They, there so. was a, a study that came out where they looked at like mastication, 40 chews versus uh, 15 chews. Hmm. And what they found was that people who ate 40, who chewed their food 40 times instead of 15 had higher levels of CCK, lower levels of ghrelin, higher levels of leptin, and higher yep. levels of GLP-1. So they ended up eating about 12, I think it was 11.9, 12% less food. Hmm. So here's the thing. If I have my, if I can get my client to chew their food, they'll naturally eat less food without me making a deficit, which means that they don't feel deprived. They're just mm. naturally going to eat less, which mm. is a win-win. Mm. And then with the rise of cholecystokinin going up, that's going to tell all the other enzymes and all the other um, uh, chemicals to be secreted in the right fashion. Absolutely, you know, like I think we can all attest whenever we have a like a binge or some sort of cheap meal you eat that and you're still hungry you go like it's mind-boggling how much you, so you actually, actually eat. it's like my yeah. god did i eat all yeah. that food like yeah. how how yeah. when if you sit down to a like a decent uh you know more whole food meal you, you just don't get through that much food mm. you know it's, it's amazing uh, it's bizarre. people don't understand they don't understand food calories and what's actually in food right if you actually lay out like 1200 calories it's not a lot of food no and so you know most people are eating you know they think they're eating 1200 eating like fucking 2400 yeah, yeah. dude yeah exactly not necessarily misreporting but just uh unknowingly they're just consuming. they're just ignorant they haven't been educated on what like here's here's 100 grams of chicken breast mm. cooked as 31 grams of protein mm. right and they look at that and they do you know what they do is they track on my fitness pal which i fucking i don't know what you use i hate my fitness pal with yeah. fucking passion because you get what ends up happening, you get like fucking mommy blogger 1976, she puts an entry in, and now your chicken breast has 40 grams of carbs in it or some shit because she's a fucking moron when she adds mm. it in. Mm. Now your clients, like, they think they're eating, you know, 1,200 calories, and they're eating like 2,400 because yeah. they're putting the wrong entries in. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, That's yeah. why we use chronometer. Everything's university studied. Everything's in there. You can pick something So out. what's the chron chronometer? Uh, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R.com. So it's, uh, it's like MyFitnessPal, but... If someone adds in a selection, it you only see it in your portal, like, and then it tells you where they got everything, whether it's from University of Michigan or whether this is Australian standard or the Irish standard. 
the database is really good and you can you can have confidence that the entry is going to be correct so that's similar to the my fitness pal app so on yep. the phone and stuff yeah it's just mm-hmm. like that so that's what we have all we like i said we do our training programs in keystone and then what we do is we put their macros in there and then we have them track on chronometer because i like their database so we use both of those programs side by side it works awesome. really well and it's amazing when when people start actually tracking their food you get uh General population people, they call us and they go, fuck, I didn't realize how much I was eating. Yeah, um, and then you hear, uh, you look at coaches and coaches go, fuck, I didn't know how little I was eating. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And doing all the training. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why I'm not growing. Like, uh, I'm eating enough. Yeah. Bizarre. Mm. This has been absolutely awesome, man. Just uh, one thing, mate, with the anti-aging that you're spending some time on, have you got any uh, hot tips in uh, that department as we, uh, Rodan and I, often lament our uh, mm. aging ways? Mm. Um what about things like peptides and oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm liking the peptides i am yeah i started the peptides probably five or six weeks ago is that right yeah and uh you know what no more no what's the bcp 157 yeah no more lower back pain anymore no fucking ankle pain like none of my joints hurt anymore my joints feel like i'm fucking 16 again yeah. i started that um s22 sarms i can't remember what the man that yeah. stuff fucking burns like a motherfucker like you, it's like injecting hot lava. So I don't really, I don't. <laughs> Is I, that it? I thought that was under the tongue. You got the injectable. No, I got the injectable, but I'm yeah. going to tell my doctor to give me some fucking, either the oral or the, the uh, transdermal next. Because I, yeah. like Zoe and I were getting on them and there's no way she'll do the S22. She, she saw me inject it the first time and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But I've got a system now where I inject it as fast as possible. <laughs> and then I start like rubbing my belly really, really fast. So mm. it, it tends to not, <laughs> tend to not feel it. Yeah. So. Um, and then the CJC with the Ipamerlin, and it's been fantastic. I, I actually I, I texted Zoe today. I was looking in the mirror, and I'm like, fucking hell, like all the wrinkles that were on my eyes yeah, are like all gone. You look like, yeah, you do. Since I saw you in Queensland. I'm 41, fuck, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm seeing mm. this shit forever. Okay. Yeah. I don't even do gear anymore. Yeah. It's just a, it's a pain in the ass. such a pain in the ass to get here and then pinning yourself and all that stuff. So so is that through, uh, if you don't mind, is that through a clinic or a document? Yeah, it's an anti, anti-wrinkle anti clinic or something that's in our, right by us uh, in Balloomba. It's a, it's, cool. Yeah, so uh, I'll have to remember uh, that's fine. what it's called, anti-wrinkle or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Like I walked in, I said, hey, I'm interested in anti-aging. Okay, what do you do? We do the peptides. Oh, okay, let's talk. And he said, okay, I think you should do this. Da, 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 da. Mm. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I know. I've got an athlete that um, that I'm working with that does, uh, yeah, it's like through a clinic and they yeah. use the next lot. And I think you got to get it through. A big difference. you got to get it compounded because I think that a lot of the people that say that the peptides don't work is because they're buying it from research companies. Absolutely. And they're probably mm. shit. They're yeah. probably not even what you're buying is probably it's denatured or it's not even the right thing. And, and that's why people are saying that. And I, I was skeptical and I said, all right, you know what? It's not cheap, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, cause I don't want to, I don't want to be on the, I don't want to be on the steroid wagon anymore. Like the HRT stuff is I, I'm the, I'm the worst with TRT is, which is I'll, I'll, I'll be really good for two weeks and I'll forget to take an injection for like four. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, traveling in other countries with gear mm-hmm. is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but the peptides are, are super easy. They don't mm-hmm. really know what they are. So you open it up and you put on the conveyor belt and they see the prescription and they don't, they don't even fucking ask cause it mm-hmm. doesn't look like steroids. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, but yeah, but I, I think it's interesting. It's been fan- because, uh, I like it. Tommy, yeah. uh, Tommy's uh, played around with the, had an injury and, um, you know, delved into the TB. TB 500. And the BPC was just too no, weird. just the TB five hundred. It's it was like magic. Yeah, like I, I literally like I couldn't bowl last year. I did a, a specific 
protocol it's like broad sort of helped me out a little bit with it where i actually had to inflame my shoulder as much as possible and then uh, load up the compound and it's literally i can do something that last year i could not do that's mm. amazing yeah it's amazing but he actually got got to the first first time he was uh, with dr vanesh and a, and a bit uh, a bit uh, yeah had to get a doctor creeped out but then do uh, the injection then he then uh, was like, oh, that's actually quite easy. enjoyable yeah. it yeah. ripped open the swab and that the alcohol smell mm. <laughs> and then was, you know we all know that smell yeah. uh, cam wouldn't but uh yeah, it's a it's a process, I guess. And um, you look at the end of the day, I think you know, for someone that uh, that is still in the game and has to look a certain way and train and and do everything else, and for yourself as well, like uh, it it is like, you know, it, it it's good for business. You know, if you look yeah. a certain way and you can keep training, I think you'd be foolish if they're. I mean, they're legal through clinics. Like, it'd be foolish not to explore. Certainly, the um, you know, there's no real known uh, problems with the with the peptides and whatnot, albeit a, a newer science, but well, but. I like it because of the, the, the SARMs, you know, it's selectively hitting certain receptors and not mm. everything else. So if you're mm. taking something like S22 and it's hitting bone and muscle receptors without actually hitting organs and everything mm. else, that's a that's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. And okay. hey, look, truth be told, you're looking pretty, uh, Tommy and I said you look pretty yeah. jacked at the moment. So uh, clearly Fuck, they're I'm doing just something. not fat. Yeah. <laughs> Small and not, well, yeah. not fat. But yeah. yeah. No, it's been great. It's yeah. Great. Well, okay. Did you notice anything with your with your gut? Did your gut got better? No, I mean, I think uh, the BPC-157 apparently is very yeah. good with that. I think they actually make it from gut lining. Mm. Um, but I, what I did notice was a, a, an enhanced sense of general well-being. Okay. I just, I was feeling mm. quite good. Yeah. Really, really roostering good. about the place. Big yeah, man on just, campus. Yeah, just, just relaxed and, and, and happy for mm. no particular well, reason. Well, that's yeah. what using uh, performance-enhancing supplements <laughs> does to you, Tom. You know, I've been telling you for years, yeah. Yeah. you know. And look, you know, there's probably some placebo element that comes along with it, you know, like you, you get something, you open it up, you put an injection <laughs> in, it was all quite exciting for yeah. me. So, But yeah, I, I, re- I had a, a wonderful experience with it. Yeah, mm. I, I'm liking it. Like the, yeah, I've noticed with the 157 that my gut's gotten so much better. Like, yeah, I have heard that. It's not as inflamed anymore. Yeah. You know, I can eat foods that normally would have had reaction, like dairy and shit like that. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Yeah. Awesome. Mate, you better give us the rundown of how people yeah. get in contact with you, the services that you offer. Chris, um, you mentioned the uh, the uh, program design as yeah. well. I know that's a big, uh, a new one for you. Um, yeah, give us a bit of a rundown of what's happening because you're in Sydney soon, I think. We are. Yeah. So our, our flag, kind of our flagship thing is the, the foundations course where we go through, we go through digestion assimilation, we go through nutritional biochemistry, we go through... Uh, we go through stress and stress management, metabolic syndrome, and it's like the least mode programming. With And then there's online content. So there's dozens of hours of online content with that. Um, we recommend people go th- try to go through like two or three times so they really yep. can understand what it is. So we've got that. And then we have the program design, which is a online content. It's It started out as eight weeks. It's now 10 weeks. Um, we get you get a phone call every week so we do a group call where we talk online and that type of thing there's a forum for all our groups and then with the program design you go through the first time and there's a three-day workshop you go through the second time and you can come to the three-day workshop but then there's an additional two days and then so typically you go through twice and you're, you're pretty sweet but that's all included in the price so Sick. that and then we have the and you have you've got a test out of that one so then we have when it's not about the food, which are kind of our self-sabotage. Why are your clients self-sabotaging? So when it's not the food, not the training, what could it possibly be? And it goes, it dives into trauma, how to recognize that your client has trauma, like it, whether that's adolescent or childhood or adulthood trauma, how does that affect that stress physiology? 
how awesome. what you, you can and can't do as a personal trainer and understanding it's not really their fault. You really need to get them to refer it out to the a proper type of counselor, some type of trauma mm-hmm. counselor. We mm-hmm. use that, the EMDR, and which is like a rapid eye movement type of therapy that we don't do, but we here's how to find a network and create integrative personal training where you have a, a group of people working together to get clients better mm-hmm. and then how to, how to get them over those traumas so that they um, can move forward and they stop self-sabotaging and binging and that type of thing. And this uh, obviously is all listed on the the Muscle Nerd website. Our website, Facebook, our website's fucking terrible. So, so we're, we're working on that, but yeah, it's on there. All right, so Instagram, Facebook as well. Instagram, muscle yeah, Muscle Nerds underscore Health, and then that's Instagram. Uh, we're at Muscle Nerds on Facebook, uh, Luke Lehman on Facebook, and on uh, Instagram. So. Um, the majority of the stuff that I post on my own personal stuff is like fucking penis jokes and shit jokes and stuff like that. So <laughs> comes with the territory. Yeah, like I, I fucking trusted a fart the other day. I shouldn't have trusted, and I posted about it. And I was, yeah. I was amazed. I had like a dozen people go, "Man, I shit myself last week too. How about that?" I'm like, wow, oh, <laughs> not just me. All right. Um, and then we do, you know, online training. So we do, we mainly train other trainers, but we do do, you know, some online stuff with general population. We've got some like large group training stuff and that, that type of thing. And sorry, I know you want to say. No, 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 you go. Yeah. And we just got a, our, our office in Balumba. So hopefully within the next month and a half, we'll be there and I'll be doing uh, fascial stretch therapy. I'll be doing dolphin neurostim uh, uh, therapy. We're doing some gua sha. We're doing uh, nutritional consultations, programming consultations, stuff like that. And uh, so what's coming up for Muscle Nerds in the, in the, in the next sort of uh, 12, 12 months or so, the next year? You know what? Hopefully, what, get, uh, if we get this, the office going really well and the treatments are going really well, I'm hoping to bring in a couple of guys for treatment to, to do that so I don't have to do it. They're, yeah. they're, a bit, they're quite a bit better than me, and I, I'm, I consider myself fairly good at the, the uh, treatment stuff, but it's not something I want to be tied down doing all the yes. time. So we've got another trainer we're going to try to bring up to Brisbane to start. We want to start doing like hiring space and doing one-on-ones and then hopefully in the next five years build a facility. Um, Brisbane is really hard to find really good facilities. So we want to make like the fucking facility. Actually, I want to make the facility of Australia where people are like, I want to fucking go there. Like, yeah, I, I just want to go there for a weekend and train, right? That type of thing. Um, yeah, and then I've got a lot, of, a lot of travel this year. I'm doing a cadaver course. I'm going to kill dead bodies and see mm. what's inside of them uh mm. fst2 i might do posturology i've got fucking so much shit and what's uh tell me i'm, I'm sure tommy would be curious and our listeners what what really excites you at the moment aside from peptides we gathered yeah. you're pretty bloody excited about the peppies mm. but uh yeah. we call them peppy lepews yeah um what uh what excites you at the moment uh education wise you know what i got into a lull the last couple of years where i was building out our seminars and teaching yeah. so much i kind of fell off the the education like my, myself and then i think that it, it's just been in the last few weeks i'm like getting jacked up to start doing so i'm i'm starting to do like those next couple of levels of biochemistry and met and and mitochondria and i'm looking into more blood sugar stuff and uh, that's kind of i mean the nutrition and the biochemistry is kind of my f- that's my favorite thing mm. so i'm i'm fucking balls deep into that stuff right now like, and the lactate stuff sounded like it was it was pretty cool it me. is and that stuff you know that that stuff all kind of blends into that like why like your body's making this for a reason and it's usually to protect you from dumb shit you're doing to yourself so why is it doing this and now how do we how do we fix the issue that's causing this the higher order issue so then everything flows better and they get better results faster and safer and, and more sustainable so and like when we talk about you know talk about like transformations and doing mm-hmm. shows and things like that and setting goals and you, you guys have heard of smart goals right so uh we do smarts goals and the last s is sustainable 
right? So mm-hmm. the, the goal has to be something that's sustainable over time, which means we've got to play the long game and be methodical about how we plan people's stuff. So very cool, man. Very building cool. out our own stuff, man. That's, that's, that's the thing, just building out new shit that, and creating new shit no one's ever seen before, which is what we've done with the lease mode and prepping to prep and integrated personal training and things like that. It's like got to stay, stay a step ahead of everybody else and, mm-hmm. and, and start predicting what, what the next big thing is. All right, mate. This has been awesome. You got a lot of energy, Luke. Well I done. Took, I took twenty-four <laughs> milligrams of ephedrine and some coffee before I got here. So. <laughs> of course, I knew, it, I knew there was something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was and something. Like, man, this guy's productivity, man. He's going to make us look bad. I mean, I sort of. I wasn't sure if it was modafinil or what or what it was, but yeah. I knew there was something. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you said. I got to order some modafinil. Yeah. yeah, and we'll just chuck that uh, blood pressure cusp around the arm now. We'll see what's going on there. <laughs> oh, one ninety on ninety. Hmm, a little high there. Let's do ours. Mine's probably up there as well, actually. So Tom's would be all right. Yeah, very good. All right, mate. Thank you for coming in and speaking. Thanks for having me. It's great. Okay. Very good. Luke Lehman, uh, a real pleasure to have him a part of the End of the Bar podcast. Mm. Uh, Finally, the muscle nerd. And um, certainly there's so many things we could talk about with him. It might be worth getting him back on again in the future. I think so. Interesting at the end there. He's he's into the Pepe Le Pews. Pepe Le Pews. Everyone loves a Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, so that's exciting. Having some some decent, uh, a decent response to it as well. Absolutely. As as, as you had, as a lot of others had. So Mm. yeah, it's uh, food for thought, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, Rodham. Well, that's another episode of uh, Under the Bar podcast. Any yes. closing thoughts or comments? From mate, you today, I, mate, I, I just think that uh, maybe that what we said at the start, you know, uh, with uh, referencing Mr. Hudson, at IFB Pro from South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, just his point that we are all in the same. Uh, yeah, we are oh. all people, and we're. Let's. Yeah. I think. Look, Cam, come over here. Yeah. Let's just hold my Let's hand. Hold. You hold that hand there, <laughs> Tom. Hold my hand. Let's get a circle. Oh, okay, we're actually going to do this. Yes, and okay. just just remember, we're all we're all one oh, this is weird. in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> we are all one, Tom. Okay, I think we're you all one. Remember. You know, that's very true. It's very true. You know, we're all fighting the same cause. Yep. You know. Okay, we we we're done holding. We're hands. done holding. I hands. was a little surprised how quick Cam came over to hold hands. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 All I right. think we can stop now. All right. Great. And three, two, one. Who's going to let go first? <laughs> okay. Go okay. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. There we go. But all wow. jokes aside, I think we are all in the same industry, and uh, as yeah. much as there's lots of divide, and we're all with us or against us, uh, you know, a little more of uh, we're all in the same team, heading in the same direction, improving people's lives and getting people healthy and helping everyone. I think that would be a, a decent sort of uh, remark and, and, and thought to, to finish with today, Tommy. Mate, well said. Well said. It's and the hand-holding wasn't too much? It was a little strange, but... Um, I think that's the first time ever in the last five years and however many billions of downloads, Tommy, that we've held hands in the studio. I think we should do more Probably of the first time in my life I've ever held hands in a circle of men. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that at nothing, all. It's just a little strange nothing, at first. But nothing wrong with it. No, nothing wrong with it. All right, so All right. Uh, if people want to uh, hold hands with you, perhaps, uh, while they're doing a consult about uh, whatever you you want to educate them <laughs> just on. Just after they've uh, <laughs> launched the Spider-Man. <laughs> what, what what can they, they, how, how would they contact you? Well, to find the Spider-Man, I guess you'd go to LobsterTube and, and type in Spider-Man. You, but you, to, look, to get in contact with me, you'd probably go to TomHewitt.com.au. .au, and yeah. that's for a mentoring, nah. PT, all that type of stuff. All that sort of stuff, yeah. All that all the jazz. All the fun and, stuff. And for me... It is uh, probably Insta, 
the Dubois Method or, or Facebook yeah. Dubois Method uh, or Warden Dubois on Facebook or the Dubois Method at gmail.com if they're really keen. Yeah, nice. They can look for the website. It's elusive. No, they won't find that. No. It's time to go, Roden. Get the angry pirates in the back, Tommy. We're out of here. Let's go. <laughs>